Hey guys, welcome to episode 286 of the podcast. Can that be right? Uh, And could my voice be more cracked and high-pitched? I think the answer is yes, I can be right about it. And no, it could not have been more high-pitched and cracked. Uh, This is an episode with Gabby Dunn. Uh, She is awesome. We had a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And I am going to keep this very brief, this intro, and just get you right into the episode. And uh, hope everybody's doing great. Happy Thursday, if you're listening to this on Thursday. Now entering Nerdist.com. atrocious personality <laughs> on the internet because we were having a good conversation so it should be As recorded by that's right how dare we have a I private know. conversation <laughs> that can't be shared with any and everyone yeah uh no, I I I, uh, I I feel very lucky to have someone as atrocious as you sitting right across Thank from you me so on the couch. Much. I gotta be honest with you, I don't have that impression of you. Oh, thanks. Um, Are you not a Reddit so- commenter? <laughs> wow. I I don't I don't. Oh. The only time I ever go on Reddit is usually like it 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 usually involves like some murder podcast. It's like yeah. uh, that's the only yeah. It's the only, and even then, I go on and I just get so tired so quickly my eyes get tired everything about me sort of just wilts i like the unsolved mysteries yeah part or like yeah i can i can get Mm -hmm. into that but it's also like there's marginally less shittiness there although there's still plenty of shittiness yeah. but there's marginally less like you're, the you're clearly a loser you know what I mean it's a it tends to kind of yeah. be more like hey I found this old file from you know mm-hmm. that da, da, da. like just there's in a the true crime segment where people are nice yeah which is <laughs> we all agree ironic uh how are you What's uh, happening? Oh, uh, I'm all right. Uh, I'm I'm doing rewrites on a book, um, and that's making me nervous because it's occurring to me that people will read it. Uh, I was hoping I could just write it, and then no one would read it. <laughs> you would know you'd done it. You'd um, fulfill your obligation, and and then I'm done. I'd be done. And and also that like book stuff takes so long that people will be reading it in 2019. Yeah. Which who knows what'll happen by then. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like everything will have changed and then the book I don't know. I don't know. The book will be relevant because it's about money, which is always relevant, but indeed. I just I don't know what's gonna happen by twenty nineteen. We could be at war, like who knows? Yeah. So uh it's it's like a weird time to do something where you're looking to the future. Yeah. In any capacity. It couldn't feel I mean, I'm sure <laughs> Yeah. I've been I've been I sort of I've been going, I mean, I, I go to this place frequently lately where I try to reassure myself. It's so baseless because like nothing is comparable anymore. Like there's just, you can't compare anything to anything. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't compare this president to any other president. Mm-hmm. You can't. I mean, mm-hmm. you can, but like Nixon? it's not in a way. I mean, yeah. kind of, but there was no internet, but there yeah. was, and like he was... So there's just, a, but I, but I try to sort of go like, okay, I remember when, you know, like friends, family members thought that like when Obama was elected, they were like, this is the end times. Like there were people who felt like 
It's over for us as a country. Like, this is the end. And they were wrong. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that he was perfect at all, but we certainly did not. Mm-hmm. But and, and a lot of things have happened to get us to this point. And, yeah. and I'm not I can't I, I'm definitely not a person who's like, listen, there's one group that gets it right. And one group. That gets it wrong. <laughs> I'm like, no, everything's fucked. Everyone's yeah, yeah, fucked. Yeah, everything's yeah, yeah. fucked. Um, but that's the but like in those moments where I really start to panic, I'm like, but <laughs> other people thought that when other presidents were elected, <laughs> they thought it was the end time. Yeah. They were wrong. But like, there it really isn't anything of, comparable. But it's not. But it's really I know. hard to compare. I know. And we're all becoming like very desensitized <sighs> to it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very weird about for someone who exists on the Internet. I'm so weird about immediacy. Like anytime something immediately happens, I, I have to like step away and I can only think about it like two days later. Yeah. When I, I feel like that seems smart though, right? <laughs> I mean, that seems like self preservation. I'm late to all TV shows. I'm yeah. like late to. I try. I tried. Yesterday I did one tweet about the Met Gala and I was like, relevancy. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> but congratulations, I don't know. me. I, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. me on a relevant tweet. Yeah. But I, I've lately, I mean, it used to be more, but lately I just, I can't get on. And also like, <sighs> I get the people that are like super on Twitter about politics and like, so, so am I. Um, but I can't, the idea of like making a career out of being a pundit right now exhausts me. <laughs> Yeah, like I the people that are like on TV arguing or the people that are writing op eds all the time. I, I would I went to school for journalism, and when Trump was elected, I my first thought was I'm so glad I'm not a journalist I anymore. It. I'm I so glad. That- it's it's I'm so glad I'm not a journalist and it's I'm so glad that I don't have to write jokes on a late night talk show. Oh, because my that too God. would just be like, yeah. where do you go? Like, oh, it's just not fun. There's nothing. My ex-boyfriend writes Ooh. on last week tonight. And um, and he's like, it's so much research and it's so much like work to do it. And yeah. it is like and I and that show's super important. Yes. I watch it every week. But yeah. um, and it's like really great for like breaking down complex topics. Uh, but yeah, it just seems like working for it would be exhausting. Although, please hire me for anything that you have going on. I love jobs. I would love to work. Love work. Please yeah. hire me. I know. Same. I know. How many times have I been like, and I just don't care for that film. I would love to work with him. Yeah, I would love exactly. to be directed by her. She's brilliant. Right. Uh, just didn't, that wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> I've had actor friends text me to say they didn't like a movie, but that they're too scared to say anything because they eventually want to work with that director. Yeah. Also, if you... I will say that I'm not I'm not self-important enough to think that that would ever get back to anyone and or that they would tweet or that anyone would care yeah I just that that at least I think I'm probably safe but I'm sure if you're like you know a huge celebrity and mm-hmm. you say something shitty that absolutely could affect whether or not that mm-hmm. person wants to work with you I'm also uh, a hypocrite because I've like tweeted about things that I didn't like and then worked with the person <laughs> well in terms of like big picture didn't like or like a thing they did like and one then minor you came thing or, yeah. and nothing and yeah it's, I don't it's, think it's that's hypocritical like, yeah and it's nothing like um like social justice objectionable like right. I'm not gonna like work with like yeah a if predator, it's like art- artistically questionable yeah. I did not felt care for this film yeah mm-hmm. and now I will work with you yeah. <laughs> God I really want you to name names but that sort of goes against everything that we've just been saying so please don't so please don't um, oh, I feel like I'm very on top of fictional things because of the sort of escape hatch emotional oh, yeah. feeling versus, yeah, being sort of needing someone else to digest 
the day-to-day moment-to-moment stuff and then sort of feed it back to me, which is what is great about Last Week Tonight or I love the podcast, The 45th, because mm-hmm. it's like two women I already love yeah. from something else. Oh, who undisclosed, Yeah, whose, whose career <laughs> is not that. Yeah. So they can sort of be like, hey, I'm a person doing other work mm-hmm. and being a mom or being a cat mom or whatever, mm-hmm. but also I know a shit ton about this, so mm-hmm. ex- like let's unpack. And I also love just the preponderance of like, you know, Islamic voices that they yeah. bring to the table because yeah. that is something that like even it's I... It's Rabia Shadri, right? Yeah, I love yeah. her. What mm-hmm. a superwoman. Mm-hmm. And so like such a great example of, I mean, this happens all the time, obviously in the YouTube universe and like with with younger people, but for something like her to just be sort of like living in a very anonymous way yeah. and then having been propelled into the spotlight and then taking it, then owning mm-hmm. it and then being like, you know what? I do want to have a podcast and I do want, yeah. and then just to seem like, oh, I feel like she's been doing this for her entire career. It feels like she's because so it's good not at it. entertainment people. I tend right. to like stuff that's not about entertainment. Like I love procedurals. Uh, yeah. Like any Janine Brito had a very funny tweet where she was like, my favorite shows are good looking lawyers, firefighter fuck fest, like Amazing. the police might be OK. Like, just right. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yup, yup, yup. Yeah. I love that. I, like, mine is like the I would say that mine is adjacent to that with a lot of things in common, but tends to be are you a British funny looking interesting looking police mm-hmm, officer because mm-hmm. that's where I broad sort church. of go yeah give me a broad church give me a happy <laughs> valley give me like anything depressing that's happening in the Scottish Highlands I'm oh, on board for because it's a nice mix of you know oh god this is devastating that poor child yeah what a beautiful countryside god I love fog <laughs> God, fog is wonderful. Isn't this green? Um, So so it it scratches like some very weird itches. Um, But yeah, especially in this day and age and also maybe the age I am now, but I have tumbled into like mysteries on Mm. an emotional level and and true crime stuff in a Mm -hmm. way that I never had before. And these guys know this already. But um, but yeah, I do think a lot of it is like like needing someone to solve some puzzle and needing to put chaos yeah, chaos in order in, on some level because there's so much that feels chaotic that feels yeah. so out of my control that it's like very soothing to have someone be like this happened on this mm-hmm. day we figured mm-hmm. it out through this and I think that's that women love true crime I think because a we want to know everything bad that could possibly happen to us we're like not shocked you right. know what I mean like, oh, this guy did this terrible thing. And I think men are like, what? And we're like, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then like, I think we, I think we, we are already like scared. So it's not that scary to us. And if anything, it's like, oh, that hasn't happened to me yet. And yes, maybe it I won't. I think that all the time. I go, oh my God. It's not well. schadenfreude. It's not like you're like, I'm, I'm glad this is happening to <laughs> someone else. But you're like, okay, things could be worse. Things yeah, could be worse. That's literally what it is. Yeah. You're like, oh, this hasn't happened to me. Thank goodness. And, yeah, and it puts things in perspective. I always talk about, um, so I love uh, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. And I always talk about how it's literally a woman's Game of Thrones because it's a fantasy world where the cops care about rape victims. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, like, it's literally my Game of Thrones because yeah. I'm like, this is as realistic as dragons. Right. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Like they go above and beyond. Oh, like above wow, and beyond. wow, wow, wow. Oh my and I'm, god. And I'm like, and I know um, that it's like essentially propaganda, but I'm still like, I love it. Yeah. And I just want, and it's the same thing you're saying. They wrap it up. They wrap it up in 45 minutes, and you know that like maybe everything won't be okay because certainly right. it's a 
it's a terrible tragic show and every cop there should be in therapy uh-huh. but um <laughs> but it's like you know it wraps up yeah. and you're like okay okay i feel good about this which you have to then supplant with your your true crime and criminal justice and legal podcasts so that you remember that if you're ever a juror you also can't expect yes. it to wrap up because you have to like when then the real world gets you know you have to be infused by like oh wait dna isn't like mm-hmm. you can't expect that on every mm-hmm. in every situation and every you know, day I watch every time I watch Law and Order I'm like I should be a lawyer I should go to law school I kind of have that too with what? stuff I'm like I clear I clearly care about the law in yeah. a very deep and, and passionate way I guess I should uh, I love listening to them argue about it I love and so like and like I I get like uh, upset with Hollywood and then I go I'm gonna be a cop yeah, it's like that's a horrible Let me idea. Take a, a very dramatic right turn. Yeah, or I want to be. I want to go to law school. I want to be a yeah. lawyer. But like me being a lawyer is not going to be like the ADA on SVU. Like that's right. not right, what right. it's like. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just always, I, 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 I guess I feel like also like I'm learning. Like I'm like I'm learning. Like you say to be a yeah. juror. Like I'm learning law stuff. Like yeah. I'm like okay, if this ever happens to me, I know I can claim this. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Do, do you feel when you say you get frustrated with Hollywood, is there is there any kind of element of that as well that is like direct personal guilt where it feels like I'm not doing enough? I'm not like I'm I'm not participating in the way that I would be if I were a lawyer or is it more kind mm-hmm. of external? Yeah, I think it is like I could help. But my mom's a lawyer. My mom's a, a divorce and child custody attorney. And so I grew up seeing how unfair it was she's she's very tough but she's very sensitive Mm -hmm. so I watched her like as a kid come home from cases and like cry Mm. in her room and and because and I would be like well what you know at like eight years old I'd be like well what happened and she'd be like this this abusive dad got custody of the kid and there was nothing I could do or you know this woman she did like a case where this woman went on a cruise with a, a guy and the guy they think beat the crap out of her and then there was like no proof because she was kind of like comatose and so like then he got custody of their kid like just mm, right. fucked up shit right and so she would like come home and try her best try her best and then she would come home and just like cry and she got to know these people you know because yeah. they were like her clients and i worked when i was 15 i worked for a summer in her office where was this by the way um in south florida in south florida and so i worked um as a secretary for her in her office for a summer and uh and like you know, people would call to talk to her and it would be like grown women sobbing, you know, and I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to put you on hold and give it to my mom. Oh God. Yeah. Equal parts. There were women who were like very excited to be divorced. And so like afterwards they would like go get, you know, pop champagne and be uh-huh. like, we did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like that was interesting to see too, like that you can get out of a bad relationship and that divorce isn't necessarily a sad thing. Sure. Um, so that was interesting to see as a kid, but also like she is very, um, like pro prenup, anti marriage. Mm-hmm. Like she's been married to my dad for like thirty years. Yeah, but she always once is you've like, seen that yeah. side of it over and over. She always tells me like, just be very careful about getting married. Like, don't you know, don't whatever. Um, never wanted me to rush into it, which is opposite of a Jewish mother. Like, never wanted yeah. me to rush into it. Was like very cautious. Um, and she, I mean, so like I, I was exposed to like, okay, the justice system is not great. At like a very young age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it's not always fair. Yeah. I'm so, I am I love that you got to, that for, for me as a sensitive person, because I have always said like, oh, I could never be, I couldn't really ever be an attorney or I couldn't ever mm-hmm, really be a doctor mm-hmm. because I don't even have whatever it is that takes 
that convinces you that you can build a wall or that you can separate and, Mm -hmm. you know, they can sort of compartmentalize to get the job done. Mm -hmm. I I didn't even have that ability, but it's very encouraging as much as I am sad that your mom was impacted Mm -hmm. and had to feel that pain. There's something very encouraging about that in the sense of like, you know what, but she still did it. Mm -hmm. And, and that's great because I think I do have this idea, the sort of antiquated or like very overgeneralized idea of, you know, well, they just shut it off. They don't, they don't allow themselves to feel that. And to hear that she would come in and have to like process that grief um, is actually really inspiring. And like, I, it makes her even more of a hero to me. She gets really personally involved. She did a lot of work for free. She did a lot of work for bartering, you know, like my bat mitzvah, like the flowers were free because she had done the person's, um, you know, divorce. Um, And a lot of times, you know, she did stuff for free and she told me later, like, well, you know, children needed my help or whatever, which is a double-edged sword because my family had no money growing up. Mm. And so I was sort of like, yeah, but you should have charged for your services. Right. And she was like, well, I don't know. And, um, and she kind of like has this bleeding heart about it. But also it's like interesting because I saw her arguing in court. So I saw her, uh, uh, up against men a lot mm-hmm. and she, and like arguing and kind of being, being strong against, you know, largely other, other male lawyers. Um, and that was really interesting because it also, I had this thing cause like, you know, for childcare, whatever she, she maybe didn't always have it. So she would bring me and I would watch her like in mediations, just in the corner with a legal pad drawing How about that. And, uh, she would be like, you know, I would see her like arguing and, and I want always wanted to step in and be like, don't you talk to my mom that way? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I just had to whatever and and it was like and she you know she had the big 90s shoulder pads and her blazer and I'm, all I'm this kind so, of stuff i'm so fine with big shoulder pads coming back i'm really quite right? quite comfortable with that of all the of trends mm-hmm. i would be i'm okay with a strong shoulder now question so was would you say that it was very consistent that your mom consistently had female clients as a female lawyer and then the that men consistently would have a ma- a male lawyer like did she ever have men that she was uh, mm-hmm. advocating for yeah, she had male. She has male clients. Yeah. yeah, and she had she had male clients. I I don't remember them as much, but I know. Yeah, I mean, she kind of she you know you can choose your cases. She's private yeah. practice. Yeah. So she um she used to be a, a defense attorney, and that even made her more upset. Oh she was, gosh, you know, I'm sure. So she was Oof. she was, you know, she always told me when I was growing up, don't be a lawyer. Um, and she was like very, which upset. again is kind of anti. Like that's the opposite of what a lot of family dynamics are, which I are like, know. I expect you to become a lawyer like me, yeah. or I expect you to become a doctor like the, all of the all of us in the family who became doctors. I don't think she wanted to be like she went to a performing arts high school. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she went to LaGuardia. Okay, so I don't yeah. think I don't think she wait is LaGuardia the one that fame is based from fame. On? Yeah, Great, yeah. Okay. So I didn't think she wanted to be a lawyer. I think she just like did interesting. it. Interesting. And and. uh and I interviewed her for my book and uh, and I was like, she was talking about how her tuition was $50 for like Brooklyn College where she went and then Not for bad. free law or whatever. Holy right? Shit. Yeah. Remember wow. that everyone? No one says yes except it for people who are our parents. Bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Good and, Lord. And she went to law school in Florida because I think... I think it was like where she got in or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's where she met my dad. And then they're still there. How did you... Are you an only child? No, um, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love this is one of my favorite things that happens on the podcast. What I true, what I don't really know someone's story is mm-hmm. that I there I get a lot, not a lot, but like occasionally I get that that laugh that mm-hmm. is like how deep into this do I want to get kind of laugh 
or maybe that's not what it is but no it, it's yeah a, it's, um, it's it's one of my favorite laughs. It's it, that could the context of that particular laugh, but no pressure to, you know, dig deep on anything. You don't feel like funny, I was at an I was on another podcast and I was on Natch Butte with uh, Jackie Johnson and she was like, OK, we do these light questions at the top. So like, you know, where are you from? And I was like, South Florida. And she's like, how many siblings do you have? And I was like, hard pass. You're <laughs> and she was like what and yeah, uh unexpected uh, yeah um i don't think that happens often for her <laughs> yeah uh, i will say i have i have a younger sister who lives here with mm-hmm. me um oh, right but I'm, and i'm a middle child okay uh and uh not not with me but she lives in la was your experience without again having to dig too deep was your experience like for example as a teenager did you feel like an only child like you don't again you don't have to get in the context but was yeah. it like i might as well have been only child no, for whatever no. reason my sister's 4 years younger than me uh no she was around uh and uh and then i have a a, a sibling who is um much older and then uh so but but he was around a bit too so I I did feel like a middle child and I do feel like a middle child because I think there is like a pull focus kind of thing where like my sister is very needy and my older uh there you know he's sort of needy and so I think like um I I kind of was like overachiever and then I sort of would constantly be like Hey guys! Yeah, <laughs> look at me! Look yeah. what I did! No, yeah. no one cares. Okay, yeah. I'll just go <laughs> back. Totally hear that. Yeah, but I wasn't totally like a. I wasn't yeah. like a ham or anything. Right. I mean, when I was younger, maybe I don't know. I felt like I was shy, but maybe I think sometimes I say that, and then like friends from high school would be like, "That's not true," but um, I was more of a loner, definitely. Mm. And I kind of like hung did- out alone a lot, like in my room, and and kind of. My this isn't like a secret. My dad was a an addict and an alcoholic, so I hung out in my room a lot just to like avoid stuff. Sure, sure. Um, Did you was was the the surrounding bigger than your house environment a factor as well? Did you have a feeling of like I belong here or I don't belong here? Where where in South Florida? Um, Fort Lauderdale, like yeah. Hollywood Beach. Um, no. That so that uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily like say why did you why didn't you stay? You seem like such a well, Fort Lauderdaleian. No, and- I know not at all. Uh, people always guess because I went to school in Boston, so people always guess Boston where I'm from. But um, no, I I did not feel like I fit in. I went to a very religious Jewish high school and middle school, um, and I like knew so, you know I had some concept that I was queer. And I had some concept that I wasn't like I loved the musical Rent and I was like, I'm going to live in New York with my artist friends. Like I just had this I I had no problem with like I didn't necessarily know what trans people were, but I had no problem with it. Like I knew cross-dressing and I knew like so I was like, that's totally fine. Gay people are totally fine. Like, you know, I visited my brother in New York um, and I met like some gay friends of his and and I was like yeah these people are cool like I just I I knew that like things that my school was was teaching me were not correct Mm. and I also had a lot of friends for whom like money was very important um like rich rich friends Mm -hmm. and I didn't really care about that other than like some jealousy um yeah but because I was at the I was at the school on a, a scholarship um, that I got in eighth grade. And uh, I didn't really know what the scholarship was. My mom, when I interviewed her, she told me that it was like half tuition. So hmm. that was like huge for my family. Um, 
But yeah, and then, uh, you know, but then it was a private school, so you had to pay for uniforms and you had to pay for books and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or like other stuff, I don't know. But so, um, so I, I just didn't, I mean, I had friends. I kind of always felt a little outside of it. And there's also this element where I, where like I felt like because I was closeted, I had to sort of be a little removed. So I think people thought that I was very snobbish or very, not even shy, but like up my own butt, you mm-hmm. know, like they were sort of like, okay. Th- cause, and I still can be that way where I'm think I'm hard to get to know maybe. Um, and so like I, I, I was sort of like there was always this thing with my friends like because they were a bunch of straight girls that I didn't quite know what was acceptable like I was kind of watching them like hawks were like not into them but like just being like okay so they sleep in the same bed interesting and that seems okay got it but then like I or like at summer camp they'd be like I'd be like okay they they all shower together as like a group activity so that seems fine but I was, would kind of not want to or like, and then they would sort of like be upset. I don't really, women are weird, but they would sort of be mad. Like why? Because we did this thing where we were mudsliding one time and then everyone like showered afterwards to get all the mud off of them. And, and I didn't want, I was like by myself in a stall and they were like mad at me because they were like, you're not being friends with us. And I didn't know how to explain that. I just like didn't want to. Yeah. So like I always felt like a little bit um, like people thought that I thought I was too good or something. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I think that's there. There are probably ranges of how common that is for, you know, there might be like an element of that that rings true for someone you know, but they like the 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 sort of like feeling on the outside, excuse me, and and sort of watching what feels natural. It's like, well, I'm sure within that friend group, someone in that group would be like, oh, I actually was the one who felt weird about showering, but I went ahead and did Mm -hmm. it because, and then there's someone else who's like, oh, I grew up with like naked parents and my Mm -hmm. body was fine. So there's like, I'm sure varying levels versus, but like in those moments, it feels, especially if you're the one who actively does stay outside of it, that like that's, that they're all the same over there and you're different over here. But I, I, I identify very strongly with, with the, the feeling of, watching someone another girl's behavior and Mm -hmm. sort of trying to figure out like oh is that what does that mean yeah like what you know because if I were cuddling with a girl in that way Mm -hmm. I know for me it would mean something that I don't (laughs) think it means to them right yeah so should does that mean I should do it or should I not do it unless I'm sure the like there's a lot of that sort of like what's really happening here straight girls are so touchy and so like I just never understood that or like what was allowed and and but I never got labeled like a, a lesbian or dyke like nobody ever was like you're dyke like I had friends who now we're grown-ups and they're straight but because they played softball or because of some whatever that was the one that everyone was like you're a lesbian and yeah. they're not a lesbian yeah <laughs> like and I and nobody ever said that like nobody was ever like she doesn't shower with us because she's a lesbian like, right nobody said that well that's also that's the sort of thing where the preconceived notion is that it would be the opposite right the preconceived notion is that you would be hungrily <laughs> hungrily showering with them and you would be like is it cool if I just show, soap your tits off really quick like would that be okay mm-hmm. like that that is the sort of expectation versus like oh I don't I don't feel like I 
can be next to your body in the way that yeah, yeah like it seems that that's so yeah i i totally get that and there's always like one queen bee girl who like dictates what's acceptable and like that and like and you know like you're in the shower let's say i like gave in and was like okay i'll be in the shower with you she would like she's like the one who would like hit your boob and then be like Haha. and then i would be like why is this acceptable I <laughs> like i don't understand what's happening yeah and then a lot of that's my good. friends that's a confusing time in general and mm-hmm. real bad if it's that specific a lot of my friends also were very religious and stayed very religious like you know i, I had a friend i lived with in new york and she uh, I had like set her up with a guy friend of mine and she was like, ah, I can't date him. He's not Jewish. And I was like, that was so foreign to me because mm. um, I like did not care. And and they they all like a lot of them are married. A lot of them have children from my like original group of friends. They were all very um, like just stayed sort of religious and and which is kind of funny because we like a lot of them were like not no shade because I'm one as well but like they were very slutty Uh (laughs) and then like now they're married and like super religious and I'm like girl please like I remember some shit Uh (laughs) and and uh and like it's also this weird dichotomy I was trying to write about this where like in our Jewish youth group right there was like this thing where you could like make out with 50 people but if you had sex with one person you were a slut what I I I hesitate to, in this PC culture, I feel like, first of all, you could say all that because you're Jewish and that was your youth group. <laughs> so uh, with 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 all love and side note envy, I've made it very, very well known that like I desperately wanted to be Jewish when I was <laughs> especially around Bar and Bat Mitzvah. It's not because I was like, oh, I wanted Bar and the party. Because none, none of, no one, like I hear about like these themed Bar and Bat Mitzvahs now. Mine and I'm was like, insane. Isn't the th- isn't the theme that it's your bat mitzvah? Like I no. couldn't understand. I was Mine like, why was is this crazy. a mermaid theme? Mm-hmm. So, but but it was just like all uh, so, like so many of my friends were Jewish, and I loved their families, and I lo- like it just felt like a thing. And this, I loved that they would go to the JCC, mm-hmm. and but it, I wasn't a part of that, so it was definitely a feeling of being outside of that. And I certainly dated like several guys whose mothers hated me, yeah. even in high school. Like it's high school. Yeah, we're not gonna. I'm get not married. gonna, you know. But I guess it was the idea of like, does this represent the future? Mm-hmm. kind of thing um so I had a lot of complicated feelings about that but there was definitely that vibe was uh existed or was told to me existed in Tucson Arizona as well in, in yeah. youth groups which was this sort of like it's blowjobs galore and no one says boo but like don't have sex with someone and that's so amazing the way rules end up I and I think that's true understand. of a lot of religious groups not yeah. just you know but because a lot of Christian groups, groups, I think there is this sort of like we'll push it all the way up till whatever line has been yeah. set out by that this particular small community and also, or what have you. At my summer camp, it was like very encouraged because they want you to marry a Jewish person, so it's like very encouraged to hook up. Like when I I went to I went on birthright. And they were like, if you meet someone on birthright and marry them, birthright will like pay for your honeymoon or something like that. And I was like, what? Or like at my youth group, it was like super encouraged to like date each other, but like not have sex. And then like in my summer camp, there was 
oh God, what was it called? There was like a thing at night where like your night activity would be over and then they would be like, okay, we're going to give you guys an hour to just like free time, do whatever you want. And so it's like, it was like, oh, you could play basketball. You could like whatever. But everyone just went and like hooked up. Yeah. <laughs> and then they would like come around and be like, oh my God, there was something called the BJP, which was the counselors. And they would Please go around. Please say patrol. Absolutely. Okay, great. And they would great, go great, around great. and be like, BJP, BJP. Oh Lord. What? Yeah. And also there was like a thing where we would like go on trips and we would be on the bus and every so often they would flip the lights and go hand check and then everyone had to put their hands up it was so well known that that was what was happening that it was just like not even an open secret it was like not a secret it was just an out it was like couples in the back everyone's getting fingered like what is going on (laughs) it really is fascinating i mean it really is did you ever did you have a point at which you went from going along with stuff as a as a as a young person as a kid or as a young adult whatever where you did feel like some of it was true or you know you felt you had a relationship to god and mm-hmm. then that shifted at a certain point when you were kind of like wait a minute so there are pieces missing here that that i'm i'm noticing for me aren't mm-hmm. there yeah i would pray under my breath a lot mm. um which now seems sort of crazy but like if something bad was happening or even like I, I remember doing it on a roller coaster. Like I went on a roller coaster and was praying in Hebrew under my breath. Uh, and I would do it all. I would do it a lot. Um, See, this is awful. But like this all does sound like a great movie. Like even as <laughs> even as we're both like kind of shitting on yeah. like fictionalizing real life. But yeah. it really that first of all, your mom would make a great John Grisham heroine. Right. Second of all, uh, I mean, listen, we're in the South. We got mm-hmm. the gutsy, emotional mm-hmm. woman who's strong, who's like a great example, who's taking on like half her cases. She's Beautiful doing it, like, pro bono. She's doing it like some <laughs> some um, uh, some like emotionally raw, amazing woman brings mm-hmm. like here's some uh carrots from my farm uh because you're helping get divorced it's like a real heart heart string puller mm-hmm. um and then this this adorable like precocious can slightly confused is she queer mm-hmm. jewish girl on a roller coaster muttering in hebrew mm-hmm. is i i don't want to minimize it but it's maybe the most adorable thing i've ever heard oh, so thanks. think about that just think on that i really thought god was listening and then um and then i I was like best friends with my grandmother uh, and she, I like always wanted her to, she lived in New York and I always wanted her to move to Florida so badly. And then eventually she did move to Florida and it was like amazing and I was so happy. Um, And then like six months later she got diagnosed with cancer uh, and then she died. Um, and that was like the end of God for me. Dunzo. I think that's true for many people, Mm -hmm. right? Once you have that, if it, this is this is how I thought the universe must work mm-hmm. if I believed in God, mm-hmm. and then something happens and it totally and the 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 people that are like you would just I, I don't I mean I completely get all of it I get mm-hmm. I get still believing after that and mm-hmm. believing that she's somewhere better mm-hmm. and. I get believing but being furious at whatever God it is. Mm-hmm. I get totally abandoning the whole thing. Like, it's all so human. Like, yeah. it's all a mechanism that is a result of this terrible thing that breaks your heart. I get, so I get it. But yeah. that that's the sort of like, you know, my I was I was raised by, you know, a Mormon mom who is oh, still wow. very much praised. And then a dad who was an atheist who was like, I would never believe in a God who would allow these terrible things yeah, to happen yeah, in the yeah. world, you know. Um, oh so I, I do feel like I got a cross section. <laughs> we got told this story so often at my Jewish summer camp, which was like, okay, let me see if I remember it. It was like this guy and he comes to 
to and there's a farmer and the farmer has um ha- has cows and like a far- like a whole farm and then he had and like the the cows are like his only source of income and they'll be like destroyed if they don't have the cows and uh and then he's married and then there's like something where someone's gonna point out that they know it better than me but there's something <laughs> i'm already on board for this your guy retailer. comes to stay is like hey i need a place to stay and like the other guy's like oh i'm a jew like i open my doors to people of course you can stay so the guy stays and then that night that the guy stays like a beam falls and kills the cow and then the farmer's like oh you're bad luck like whatever and then the guy's like no uh, uh, like the you know there's some twist where like the wife was gonna die instead and like this bad thing happened to save the wife and then like he gets mad the farmer or something and he kicks a wall and then inside the wall are gold gold coins because he broke the wall I don't know so like <laughs> I this story. I, I'm telling it so no, wrong no, no. I'm telling it so wrong it's great but there's it's like great. something you know this story that I used to yeah, think about all I the mean, time that was yeah. like well bad thing happened but how do you know it's bad because That's something right. good might come out of it but, which Sure. That's not, sometimes that's true. Yeah. And sometimes it feels really good to see the world Mm -hmm. that way and to say, you know, I wasn't meant for that thing to happen. I think it's usually easier when it's something that doesn't happen versus something that does. Does that make sense? Like, it's not when someone dies, you go, well, actually, if so-and-so hadn't died, I never would have won the lottery. Like, it's less that than it is like, oh, this thing I wanted Mm -hmm. didn't happen. Maybe it's for the best. Maybe it's for the best. That feels somehow like more passive, like in a way that you can sort of reason and go, you know what? And and, and I didn't get it. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to feel great about all this other stuff because I never would have known but it's it does it's way more challenging when it's something that feels abjectly horrible but then you never know what could have what what did you avoid what bad thing did you avoid I don't know. It was like this. And so like she. The gold coins in the wall is an amazing twist. It's something like that. Some Jewish person, please tweet at me with what it actually is. (laughs) But um, but but like so then my mom like wanted me to get confirmed when I was 16. And I was so I just fought it, fought it, fought. I was so pissed. And then I ended up doing it. It's possible. I didn't know that you would get a confirmation. There's some. Yeah, there was something like you. You still into this after your bat mitzvah? And then we had to like. That's only three years later. Yeah, and then we had to be like, yeah, but I didn't. I didn't want to do it, and my my parents were like, you have to, because my my they were like the Clintons, or I almost used to say they were like the Clintons when before I before she lost, but like my dad was um, president of the synagogue, and then when his term ended, my mom became president of the mm. synagogue, so they were both like very involved. Yeah, uh, and it was like a lot of my social circle, and I also just did not understand a lot of stuff because I like was like I had crushes on people and I was like trying to get it and they would always be like whoa you're aggressive and I would because like I guess you weren't really supposed to like go for more than like making out and or something or I don't know or BJ's or whatever and (laughs) and I was always like I didn't really understand that um and I was like what if you're already doing that you may as well like do the whole thing and then they would like everyone would always be like no and I'd be like well I don't know if I agree with you but okay yeah <laughs> it was like very strange um and I didn't and like I I had like different I don't know I had like different boyfriends and you know there's always stuff where it's like um like oh we're playing spin the bottle oh the girls are making out and then I would be like tight uh-huh. or like <laughs> you know there was like there was a girl that um, that I, I 
had like a thing with and then she she told her friend and the friend like came up to me at school and was mm. like you better not break her heart and i was like oh my god one person knows and i flipped out and like ended it yeah. and that's like my moonlight uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and so like oh. I, I yeah i just was like a little bit of a mess and i had like a boyfriend and i told him about the the girl and i expected him to just be like no big deal and he like lost his mind mm. uh and was very upset and i was like oh, everything's so complicated if you were going to with your school and summer camp and stuff did were you even in a situation where you were meeting non-jewish kids oh like, no not at all like, yeah. i didn't kiss a non-jewish person until i got to college no i never met i had like two non-jewish friends I never met any non-Jews. And I, but I went to a public high school. I mean, a public um, elementary school, sorry. Okay. So I had, so I switched um, to the private school later. So in public school, I had all kinds of friends. Yeah. Um, and like different people. And then, and then uh, when I switched schools, it just stopped. Mm-hmm. And like then later, I saw one of my friends, uh, my best friend from private school, at a, at a Home Depot, Office Depot, mm-hmm. late, much later. Um, and she was so different from me. And it was really interesting. She mm. was like way more um, like confident and way more like, um, I don't know what the word is, like just very, her fashion was different. It was like way more sort of like hip hop inspired. Mm. Uh, and it was just like, I had the thought of like, whoa, I could have gone a totally different way. Cool, yeah. you know? Yeah, what was your, uh, I know you guys wore uniforms, but what was your... Like outside of that, how did you kind of express yourself with with mm. wardrobe and stuff? If you even did, if mm-hmm. it was like even something you no. bothered to think about. Yeah, ninth and tenth grade, I was like more goth, um, and I did like the hot topic thing and had like my you know bracelets up my arms and that kind of thing, um, and chokers and stuff. And then because um, you could like decorate outside the yeah yeah the uniform if you get in trouble though. Um, and then, and I was like, you know, professional sad girl. Um, and then, <laughs> cause I had really long dark hair. Um, and then I remember my sister's bat mitzvah. I wanted to wear black and my mom wouldn't let me and was, and I was furious Yeah. and I wanted to wear black and she was like, no. And so I'm wearing this like olive green dress with like black lining on mm-hmm. it. Like it's so, it's like Victorian goth looking <laughs> totally and like it. a cameo yeah. um, choker. Yep. And yep. I look insane. Yeah. And, uh, and my, I was like so pissed. Um, and then um one I got a boyfriend. <laughs> I know That's great. I was so mad. I just went through I just have a lot of the same like those those like adaptations to goth stuff mm-hmm. like because I had to go to church with my mom so mm-hmm. I have a lot of memory that really stirs up a lot of memories because there's a lot of that with me where it's like yeah. I like my lipstick was maroon right. instead of black and like but it's so clear that yeah. I was like begrudgingly making that small <laughs> adjustment so pissed um and then I I had a um yeah, and then I had a boyfriend. I got a boyfriend like a uh, end of tenth grade, eleventh, twelfth grade, and uh, he was a super hippie, into fish, and like was very um, like smoked a lot of weed and had long. Did you hair. do any of that stuff? Did you smoke weed? Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, became yeah. like a complete hippie because of him. Yeah. I like went, you know, was like sleeping in cars at festivals, and like I just like completely changed. And like was wearing tie dye. Oh my god! When I went to college, I tie dyed my own sheets, and I was like, "I'm the coolest person alive." Um, That is pretty cool. I would have thought that was pretty cool. Thank you. I had a big um, tapestry tie dye tapestry in my bedroom 
all through college and and people would always be like my roommates called it the eyesore uh-huh. they hated it <laughs> Um, but I was like very like I was like I like old music I like the Beatles I like the Stones man I like whatever and my dad loved it because my dad was all into that stuff too so he was like this is great yeah Um, and uh, I just became I was like I'm a classic rock person I'm an Uh old movies Uh person I'm like (laughs) blah blah blah, which really helped people not think I was a snob no it didn't Uh Um, (laughs) and like I I remember in the yearbook I was like such a little asshole in the yearbook. I, cause I was a yearbook copy editor and I, my like thing for senior year was like, uh, I said something I like in my thing was like, I love George Harrison. And then was also like, uh, I know my quote was like, I never let my schooling get in the way of my education. Mark Twain, like I was a fucking <laughs> dick. Um, oh, and, uh, and so I just, and so like, I just became like a super, super hippie and i had wore moccasins to school and long skirts and like just was like my hair was like janice joplin like down my hair is very curly when it's longer so i just like uh and then like freshman year of college i got a nose piercing like i just did this like whole yeah you went all in you went all in such a fucking asshole i went to a like darfur rally and like saw dispatch play like and like was very into i found my diary um and first of all, it's like all poetry about marijuana, which is so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. There's a poem oh, called Feel the Burn and it's oh like green God. flex sparkle in the sun. It's a nightmare. Oh and then, my God, I love it. But so are you bad. so glad? I think, I mean, and, I, and I'm saying this to myself as well because it, you, I hear everything you're saying. Like, I am really glad that I went to extremes. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I tried all of that on, mm-hmm. which I absolutely did. Some of it shorter than other. Mm-hmm. But like... I mean, it's hugely embarrassing. You know what I mean? My but parents, hugely embarrassing. But. My parents still have this hanging up. I had to do a... I went to a Jewish school, okay? I had to do a school project where you had to do like art. I don't know what it was, but we had to do art based on literature. We had to make something based on literature for an English class. And I painted the beat poets as the Last Supper. Oh, yeah, and you did. And brought it in You probably were like... School. You were like, I am the first person that's ever thought of this. And my parents ha- still have it hung up in the house because they think it's amazing. They think it's so funny. It's so true. I love all of those like growing pains, rites of passage. It just it makes me so happy. It really does that this that so all of that is still. Stupid. No, it's no, it's good. It's the mark of a person who is like, I mean, as cliche as it is. It is that sort of like opening your mind and like, I mean, it all feels at the, was, t- the, the, the idea that it feels really original. And then you look back and you're like, I was the biggest cliche on the face of the earth. There's parents, a, there's embarrassment there, but it's also yeah. charming. It's also charming. Is it? It, it is charming. My I'm parents, older than you. Trust me. It's charming. <laughs> It'll only get more charming to you as you go. My parents were also like so enabling, like my mom, it was during the election, the, the, um, John Kerry, George Bush election. And my mom and I, my mom was like, you want to do something fun? And I was like, yeah, what? And she was like, we're going to drive around and steal all the Bush Cheney signs off people's lawns. And I was like, tight. (laughs) And so we just drove around in her minivan in the neighborhood and she would open the door and I'd run out and steal the sign and run back into the car. And like, and then we just had them in our house for a while. And then we drew on them with like whiteout marker, like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And I was, and my dad was like, why (laughs) like it was just so well it's also one of those like oh wait i don't want someone to do that with the signs i would want to be out in the neighborhood so then it's like oh wait i don't want 
the equivalent of this. Like, I don't want someone to what? steal all that. Yeah. It was so, it was like so childish. <laughs> and Again, with the current climate, that seems mm-hmm. like the most mature thing a human being has ever done. Oh, yeah. So. I can't believe we were that what? upset about him. Yeah. But. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. That also seems. Yeah. So, yeah. But I was like, how su- dare that super liberal? Point. So I was like, this is a, a protest. Yeah. Yep. No, no, no. Absolutely. It totally makes sense. <laughs> It totally makes sense. Um, what? Uh, okay, I've got I've got a sense of music. And did you have crushes on, like, did you did you have crushes on you know TV and film mm-hmm. people where mm-hmm. you would sort of gobble up whatever it was they were doing? Lindsay Ooh. Lohan, great, yeah. Uh, early Lindsay Lohan. I had a poster. Oh my God, what if you were like the most recent that you can <laughs> think of, Lindsay Lohan? Um, I had a, a poster of her in a bikini on my wall. My parents were just like, sure. Uh, and I always say this. I used to, they used to go, what? And I used to go, she's a great actress. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I had, um, I, <laughs> I, who else did I, I really loved NSYNC a whole lot. Right. But I, but that was when I was much younger. When I was older, I really liked, I got into like pop punk. I never really liked the jam bands. Like my boyfriend liked them. And I, and I would just be like, Sure. But I never, I mean, fucking every dude liked Dave Matthews Band. Never got into it. Never really cared about Fish. I'm so sorry, Josh. Um, <laughs> like, he's fine. He's married. Uh, never cared, like, about any of that stuff that he really cared about. Um, and, like, just kind of secretly was, like, into pop punk. And went to, like, I mean, A Newfound Glory was from my town. And I saw Finch. And I was obsessed with something corporate. Um, and I loved Bright Eyes. I used to, it's so embarrassing. I used to go around and be like, Connor Oberst is the new Bob Dylan. Sure. I would say that to people. Sure, sure. Um, sure. And like, I've, I liked, um, yeah, I just liked uh, uh, like emo music. Um, and, and, but like kind of, not like secretly, but just kind, because I would like write on my notebooks and stuff, like Bright Eyes and like cool, whatever. Yeah. Or like, I liked Green Day. Um and then uh, I made a playlist. Then when I was like into older music or whatever, I made a. I remember I made a playlist my senior year because I hated school and the and it was like the police like message in a bottle, which was like <laughs> SOS, you know. Uh-huh. And it was like Sloop John B by the Beach Boys, which was like yep. you know this is the worst trip. Get I want to go here. home. Yeah, it was all songs like that. That's so funny. Yeah, that's also again adorable. <laughs> um, God, what was I going to say? That something you just said made me think of something specific. Not um, liking your boyfriend's music. Oh yeah, that is what I was <laughs> going to say. You lit up when I said that. What I was going to say was that I had a recent epiphany on uh, Greg Barron and Amira and, and Amira Rutula Barron, I should say, their podcast. I realized I was like, it just came out before I was even thinking about it. I was like, my college experience was like listening to other people listen to fish. Right. <laughs> like, I was never in it for me but all i did was listen to other people listening to they would go oh you have to finish the whole song or like you know oh it's so like you have to um and i would just be like is a new song started and they'd be like yes (laughs) you're asking the wrong questions but i knew so much about it and i didn't care oh that's so funny all right i can't believe this is already we've already reached this point but i want to get into this mash game uh before uh before it's already been like an hour. So um, my first category for you will be, let's, we'll, we're going to do the, we're going to lean hard into the fact that you kind of tried on those different styles. But oh, sure. per what you were saying about running into the, you know, the, the girl that you had been friends with in the past, give me three styles that uh, from any time in history, anything, male, female, anything. Okay. And pretend they're all the same level of comfort. 
Okay. So it can be as extreme or as like comfy. Okay. It's all the same. It's just about like the production of sure, like sure, sure. trying that on and being in it that you, that, that mm-hmm, it would be fun mm-hmm. to, to play around with. Uh, I think uh, like glam. Great. Um, grunge. Great. Um, hmm. I guess like, like, this is probably bad, but like 80s prep. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? No, no sure. Absolutely. Like just like uh, terrible. I, I did. I posted something where I was dressed very like Miami Vice. And then uh, speaking of the internet and then some people commented and were like, this aesthetic is is like Republican. Right. And I was like, well, yeah. Right. But like, it's also funny. You're and I'm from Miami. It. Yeah. I don't know. People yeah. were like, this is like a conservative look. But it was like pink pants and like a Miami Vice shirt and whatever. And yeah. I was like, all right, I love, just drag me, whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Trust me. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Next category is three places in the world, if getting there were no uh, object, there was no, there was no challenge there, um, that you would want to have a vacation home. Whether you've seen them for real or not. Yeah. I, I very much want to go to Asia. I've never been. So I'd love to go to Tokyo. Great. Um, I just, I'm like, I like food. So mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a really cool food Absolutely. tour. Um, I, where do I want to go? Uh, I've, ne- South of France. I've never been to South of France. I've been to Paris. Um, and... I'm thinking international. I'm yep. not. I'm Great. not thinking like you know. Uh, uh, you know, like I'm not doing like Sedona, Arizona, or right, whatever. Right. Right. Um, hmm. 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 but I flights were like crazy, but that's on the list of places I want to go. Okay. I'll put Columbia on here. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, let's get mine out of the way right now. Got to get it in here. Three foods that in this reality, there's zero negative ramifications. So no allergies, no calories, no like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, you can yeah. only get it in Tokyo, so sure. I can't have it. In this version, you can have any of these three snap of your finger yeah. in perpetuity. Oh, God. Um, I mean, like meals, like my favorite foods are so bad. Like, Great. Like, let's throw them in here. Uh, black olives. That's my favorite. Great. My girlfriend thinks that's the most disgusting thing I've ever said in my life. Yeah, um, people really turn on. They, if they if you don't like olives, you hate olives. It's she, like cilantro. People yeah. are like, I hate That's olives. her. I mean, she and I are opposites in every way, but that's her least favorite food. And yeah. that's my favorite food. Um, I like cheese. Great. And great, great, great. I like, oh, I don't know, peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. Let's go a different way with it. Great, yeah. Let's get some, let's get some sweet in there. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I'm a Great. savory person, but let's do it. Okay. Um, I appreciate you going outside your comfort zone. For the <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next category. Let's get right into it. Uh, alternate universe, uh, companion, sexy times. Oh my god. However you want to think of it, it can be you know someone from like you know yeah c- circa X Y Z era. Oh no. Well, it's hard for me to be into celebrity men right now because I feel like they're all bad. Mm-hmm, I understand. And I get really nervous that anyone I say I like is just going to turn out tomorrow, to be a terrible person tomorrow. I get it. Um, like, just in all the ways. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I very much uh, I very much like Kehlani. Do you know her? Mm-mm. She's a musician. Uh, 
Uh, she's really, she follows me on Twitter. No big deal. Nice. Um, she's super uh, beautiful. Uh, I like Demi Lovato. Great. That's like a constant. I'll like talk about her like I know her. I'll be like, did you see Demi's photo today? Yeah. Um, and then uh, forgive me if he turns out to be a terrible person, but uh, Army Hammer. Okay. Well, let's just, I'm a in basic this universe in this universe. That can never happen. I, I'm not. That is not my type at all. At all. Zero percent. Have yeah. I dated anyone who looks like him or would be interested in him if I met him in real life? Yeah. Uh, but I'm I don't I just am a basic bitch about it. Yeah. Like I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, OK. What did it for you? Was it was it? It was like, call me by your name. But yeah, I actually, okay, I liked him. Different. I liked him in the social network a whole yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, I used to quote all the time his line from the social network. I'm six five two twenty and there's two of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I found a tweet. I was like, how long have I loved Army Hammer? And I was like, I'm not a newbie because I found a tweet from like 2013 where I was like into it. So yeah. I'm, thank God. Case but, made, case made. But yeah, it's just like very dumb and and not, I mean, my type is so scrawny and nerdy and like this is such an aberration. Although I did have an ex-boyfriend. He's very tall and I did have an ex-boyfriend who was 6'7". So yeah, I feel tall. like maybe that's part of it. That's a, 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 an echoing back to old six seven, mm-hmm. old six seven. Okay, uh, next one is okay. I'm I don't know. I just looked down at this incredibly complex Wired magazine cover, and it made me want to do three. This is where I re- you're. I'm stretching you a little bit. Mm. I apologize, but three magazines that don't exist that can be as specific about like one specific oh, sure. thing. Or can be like general, but three like in like imaginary magazines that you okay. would be like, yeah, why don't we have this magazine? Sure, procedurals monthly. <laughs> I'm subscribing immediately. Yeah, um, oh, great, um, great. Um, bisexual weekly. Great. Um, and um, and like, hmm, and like, uh, maybe like. Uh, just something where I well, guess I could read Us Weekly, but something where my personal yeah. pop culture interest fully customized. Like Gabby, Gabby, here's the things that you missed. Here's yeah. who unfollowed each other on Instagram. Uh-huh. Here's what's going on. But just people you care about, yeah. yeah, and not like people from Vanderpump Rules that you don't watch. Right, right. So like stuff I watch. Yeah. We'll just call it Gabby's Weekly. Yeah, stuff I watch weekly. Great. Great, great, great. I don't want to be like, I don't know who this is. Because right. I see like, you know, in touch and I'm like, I don't know you. Yeah, yeah, same. Okay, that is a, that I cannot believe how well you performed on that particular oh, category. You. I'm delighted. Uh, next category is alternate universe career. Mm. Um, it doesn't mean you have to stop doing what you're doing. It's almost like you can sort of flash back and mm-hmm, forth between mm-hmm. worlds and be this other thing. A criminal prosecutor. Great. Um, mm, <laughs> I guess detective. Great. Although it's like tough to be like, I want to be the police. Yeah. Well, you could be like a PI or just some fictionalized version. Yeah, maybe version like a PI. A, maybe yeah. it's, I run then my own. Really I run my own, own thing. Yeah, yeah, I run my own thing. Um, and, uh, I, hmm. I, I know, I, I, I just thought trivia expert, but that's not really a thing. <laughs> can be it can be it's your mash game 
like Jeopar- like professional oh, Jeopardy yeah. oh, contestant. Oh, yeah. Great, 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 great. I always think I would be really good at that. Oh, I would be so bad. I know so many things and it's really awkward because people will do that thing where they're like struggling. Like, oh, you know that actor from blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to jump in. Right. So I have to kind of pretend like, yeah, I don't know either. Oh, man. I'm doing... Uh, I'm doing the what oh my god now I can't remember what it is called it's like what the fact but it's not called that Mm -mm -mm. um I'm doing it's it's Jakey's joke he's gonna kill me that I should be saying I should be promoting something I'm about to do this Sunday because it's coming out this Thursday look at your calendar Um, yeah I'm gonna look at it I think you know what I think it says on my calendar uh it says Jakey's show go fact yourself oh yeah go fact yourself yeah I'm doing go fact yourself uh, this Sunday, um, I'll post about it on Twitter. It's here in Los Angeles. I'm terrified because I'm terrible at trivia. If it, really? it, I'm if on if on the spot oh. in casual conversation, I'm annoying because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, when did that when did that movie come out? Like ninety one, like yeah. super annoying. But as soon as I'm there, uh, I will suck. <laughs> and uh, the person that I'm doing it with is I'm glad I at least know him and I'm friends with him. But it's jo- it's the writer, Jonathan Ames. OK. And he is like uh, a quiet genius. Ah. So it's going to be even worse mm-hmm. because everything I don't know, I'm going to be like, this is taking me down notch by notch by notch. In, in his, your friend's in his, eyes. Yeah. In, yeah, yeah. His, uh, in his estimation of like what I have to offer. So, yeah, uh, come uh, if you're in the L.A. area, watch me humiliate myself it's really fun um okay next category is let's do how are you on like i'm looking at my matterhorn poster how are you on like this sort of disneyland amusement park world is that i like do you it. give a shit about yeah i like it do you like it enough that if i asked you like three rides that actually are sort of like alternate realities that you can jump into mm-hmm. and become real yeah i know okay. disney okay um I yeah I, I dated someone who was very into Disney which is a whole personality apparently. Yes, um So I I like Space Mountain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um they got rid of a lot of ones that I enjoyed. Well that's why you get to bring them back right here as actual worlds. Oh. Um I liked uh you still like that that um alien ride. Do you remember that one? Uh-uh. Is that in South Florida? I can't remember. Oh, I no, is that in Florida? Is that in uh, Disney World? I'm expanding it out to be any amusement park anywhere. Oh, God. And I've only ever been to... I've Haunted never Mansion. Been to yeah, great. Haunted Mansion is the only... I mean, that's like the whole reason I go. Yeah. When they change it for Halloween. Yeah, it's great. Um, And then um, just the Haunted Mansion again. But do you want me to do the alien one, even though oh, I don't know what it is? Um, No, I'll do... Um, I don't know... Uh, I hate Splash Mountain. Um, I hate the railroad one, Thunder Mountain. <laughs> now you're just having um, to do one you know you don't hate. I know. I'm um, a fan. I will say I'm a fan of Storyland come now. Oh, whatever. yeah. I like small, oh, um, little tiny houses. It's a small world. Okay, great. That's fun. Great. International. Yeah, the design on that is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Like those, I could, I would just have a room of those dolls all day long. <laughs> and creepy. I'm not a doll, a doll person. Yeah. <gasps> but they're cute outfits. Oh, the it's outfits. So 60s and just like yeah. pop art. It's great. Yeah. Um, that was like something I didn't know, I didn't think about when I was little. But like at some point, I became like, oh mm-hmm. my God, this is so hip. Like mm-hmm. it's so cool. It's so retro. It's, yeah, it is retro. It's very retro. Um, and then last one is uh, three f- movies that you can go into and just like it's almost like oh, you know you're man. just you're just hanging with the characters or being in that world it can be you know oh, sci-fi fantasy God. just like regular day-to-day 
living. Well, I don't even know if this is true, but um, True Romance yeah. is like my right. favorite. Um, oh man, oh man, oh man! I love every movie. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. Um, it's a tough I, category to pick. I like horror, but I'm trying to think if I would want to be in a horror movie. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Understood. Understood. Like bad things uh, are happening. Yeah. What if it's a movie where no bad things are happening? That's not really a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you need conflict. Oh, God. But you're not reliving the plot. So, yeah. you know, even if it's like it could seriously be as weird as like, oh, I love this, like this town in this horror movie. If I didn't have to worry about dying. You know what I love? I love a good get the gang back together. Like mm-hmm. I like Inception. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe Inception. Great. Um, I like we got to get everyone together to do their small part, you know, like an Ocean's I Eleven. I really type like thing. that too. I really yeah. like that, and I really like anything in the what I can only call the Home Alone genre, where it's like <laughs> you're on my turf now. <laughs> I rigged this thing, and I rigged that, and underneath that is bamboo spikes that I hand whittled. Oh it doesn't have to be a house. It could be anywhere. But if it's like a bunch of people are coming and yeah. I had to rig booby traps, yeah. I get so excited. That's so funny. I'm like, oh, way to use that clothesline. Yes, they'll never know it's there. <laughs> so stupid. That's so funny. Um, um, I, I also, well, let's see. Because these are like real. Like if I say breakfast at Tiffany's, that's a real time period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or like I saw the pension on your shelf. I love I loved. I'm the only person who liked the Inherent Vice movie. I understand that it was for uh-huh. no one but me. Um, but that's also like a real time period. So yeah. it feels sort of silly. No, but like not. It's the, it's the it's seen through that lens. Could I solve it? Like if I did yeah. like Zodiac oh, and I yeah. solved it. Yeah. Also, yeah, that's a great choice. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, This is great. Okay. You know, I just have to get you to do that quick little thing Mm -hmm, where I mm -hmm. get by which I determine what you're going to end up with. So Mm -hmm. tell me when to stop. Stop. Great. I'm going to pause this. Okay. Do some. Nope. Definitely not math. Do whatever this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And come back with your 100% guaranteed mesh future. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I am pleased with the results. I will say... I'm not as excited about your work as a professional Jeopardy and or any other trivia uh, <laughs> profession than I would have been if you were a detective or a prosecutor. I'm not going to make any money but at it's this. it's going to be damn fun. Or I'll make you'll, a ton of money. All, all I'm like money. Ken Jennings. Yeah, you'll make all the money. I'm not concerned about that at all. Uh, so congratulations on that. Cool. You wonderful know-it-all. Uh, I I like the idea of you answering trivia questions in like hot ass eighties prep clothes. That feels right. Also, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, an asshole. Yeah, it's a little known fact that uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, while you're snacking on unlimited black olives, yes! with zero ramifications. Yes. Uh, you are very up to date on not just all trivia but um, pop culture trivia because you have your very own customized oh, magazine. God. That covers all that territory. It's just about Timothy Dalman. <laughs> 175 pages. Uh, you, when you want to uh, check out and just chill, you have a beautiful apartment in the south of France. Great. I like to th- yeah, it's just That's like nice. you know, a long yeah, one get of it? those little cobbles. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it is nice. I mean, nice. Um, You can also uh, get real crazy and jump into the imaginary slash real world of Space Mountain. 
mm, uh, cool. for to get that adrenaline pumping. An astronaut. Uh, you can jump into True Romance. Oh, cool! Which I'm very excited That's about. Great. And you are sharing all of these experiences with Kaylani. Hey, Your nice. Follows you on Instagram. You should look Love. her up. She follows me on Twitter. It's pretty great. Uh, I got to get on there. Yeah, look her up. I got to look her up. Uh, Gabby, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you for having tell, me. Tell people where they can find you, etc. Oh, sure. Um, you can find me at Gabby Dunn, uh, G-A-B-Y-D-U-N-N, or at Gabby Road, uh, which is a Beatles pun on yeah. now Instagram. Now we all know why. Yeah. Uh, and When's I have your a- book come out? In January. Okay. Uh, I have a podcast right, called Bad With Money. It's out right now. It's uh, You can find it wherever podcasts are. And um, it's about finances, but it's not boring. I promise. That's it's great. on season three. I'm so glad you're doing that podcast. Thank That's you. Great. Season three is started. So go listen to it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, folks, I will talk to you next time on that podcast. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nerdist.com.